All right, I think we're on. What's going on? It's your boys, Jordan and Abraham, once again. I'm an MD, PhD student, so you know I'm your smart friend. He's a professional runner, believe it or not, so he's your fast, athletic friend. But the reason you're listening to us is because we're friends who read One Piece. And as we get closer to chapter 1100, we got some pretty hype shit that's been dropping this last chapter, 1099. Uh, what did you think about the chapter? How did you feel? Man, the Kuma Kuma's flashback keeps hitting harder. I think it's one of those it's one it's one of the stories where he's been this mysterious figure for a long time. And there have been some we've gotten some really nice, interesting backstories, right? Like Big Mom, we got a nice, interesting backstory. We've learned a lot about Odin. We saw Roger, we saw things on the journey. We've even seen a good bit of Whitebeard, Ace. Um Kaido's backstory is one of the ones we got most recently that was lacking. But Kuma's just kind of been this figure who, who's been lurking around the story. We knew he protected the Straw Hats ship in Sabodi. We knew uh, he, you know, in some ways saved the Straw Hats, despite that being one of the more devastating moments for the crew, separating them. And we knew that he took Luffy's pain and gave it to Zoro. What was this, like one, a really mysterious and interesting moment. Uh, it's this guy who's been an enigma. And really, as we, the more and more we get to know about him, uh, the more epic of a character he seems to be. No, Luffy is, you know, said a number of times that he's not a hero. And he's like, I agree. He's like, Kuma is like, he he is one of the few actual like heroes of this story. Like, just you see how this man just like suffers in silence and just takes on everything. And like, you know, the ending of the chapter is obviously really ominous where, you know, Vegapunk is just like, oh, yeah, I just need a little bit of your blood. And Saturn is, you know, I guess listening in on the conversation is just being like, no, that's not enough. Uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's basically foreshadowing that uh, they're going to leverage Bonnie's sickness into, you know, Kuma having to give up basically his his mind, his soul, everything about him uh, to to cure Bonnie, right? And that's that's oh. the thing we've really come to learn about him as a core to his character, right? Over the course of this flashback, is when the old people were coming to him, he was willing to, you know, against Bonnie's, against Ginny's wishes. You know, she's crying, she's saying, "Don't do it." He was willing to make sacrifices for himself. And, you know, it seems like that's a moment that you really uh, like talking about that nothing happened. That's a moment you really come to understand differently when Kuma had actually just shown up, uh, probably to take Luffy's pain himself because that's what he's been doing before he ended up giving it to Zoro. I think it's 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 really interesting seeing that Kuma, you wonder why a dude who would have hated the world government, as Ivankov said, I think, in Marineford, uh, Ivankov's like, why, Kuma, why would, Kuma would never join the military. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why why is he the pacifistas? Uh, we're really starting to get a big, greater understanding for everything that motivates him. And in some ways it yeah. is really tragic. Uh, nice. see this character who is has been so strong, who does so much for other people, and who's now, uh, you know, who who thought he was going to end up becoming a weapon that saves people, like a shield to protect people, and yeah, we know exactly what that ended up being. For sure, yeah. And you know, it's funny that you bring up the nothing happened moment because, like, I like to me that's like a top five One Piece moment, like to this day. 
It was top and, 10 for me whenever I did my list. I don't know if it was top five, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think... It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. I feel like yeah. that's one of those moments, like, that, like, yeah. Even, even like, you know, the, the Zoro haters, you know, like, even, like, you know, they'll be like, that was, that was fucking sick. That was, like, badass, right? And Kuma, I mean, Kuma's been doing that literally his whole life. Like, on a weekly basis... He was doing that with like the the old folks and you know, but even like when it's like you know, there the pain is tangible, right? When he like pushes it out of your body, but when you think of just like the the sacrifices that he made in terms of like his lifestyle, of his dreams and, and stuff like like he's like it's 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 he's literally been living that that nothing happened moment for his whole life. And no one is not not only has no one known any better, but like, you know, you, you know, people think of him as like this tyrant, this villain, this evil person when it's just like, you know, the kindest man. And um, it's it's like it's really it's really tragic. It's really sad. Um, and I think it's just going to get it's going to it's going to hit even harder when we when we when we see that he, he you know, what he has to actually give up for the people that he loves. Right. Um, but you one know, thing terrible that, though, man. That old king, I forget what his name was. Oh, yeah, like Bikori, King Bikori. <laughs> yeah, man, what but, a bum! Like, he gets booted <laughs> out of the kingdom, he gets booted <laughs> out of the kingdom. Everybody's happy, and he comes back and he gets whooped by one dude. He comes back with the world government behind him and gets whooped again by one dude, the, man. Bro, he got booted twice because you remember when he put when he put Kuma in jail, right. The revolutionary army came in, like you know, back when like Kuma and Ginny were in jail, they busted right. him out a couple chapters ago, right? And then, like two chapters later, you know, he tries to do all this stuff. Kuma whoops him again, kicks him out. He comes back with like an armada. <laughs> Kuma whoops him again. He 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 really is just a bum. Like you you said it. Like, but it's, he's like he's like the waffle. He's he's like waffle like Steli like you know. Like uh, like the celestial dragons on Sabodi, like, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like there's 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 a lot of the, actually there's a lot of those kinds of characters because even on like uh, Ennis Lobby, you had like Spandom, like the fucking useless leader that, you know, is totally incompetent, and you know just enjoys hurting people. I feel like Orochi was like that too. Like, I feel like Oda Oda likes writing those kind of bumbling idiot kind of characters, you know? But he does. It's 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 interesting because sometimes I feel like it works and sometimes I feel like it doesn't. And I, you know, and maybe I'm just going into Wano hate again, right? We know I hate Wano and I'm just jumping into that. I think Orochi was a character that was just like so useless for that arc, right? Like he, he I, in the end, I don't know that I feel like he actually added anything to the arc than above if Kaido had just been the bad guy the whole time. It's not even like Orochi had killed Odin. It was Kaido that killed Odin, you know, with, you know, with Orochi like helping or something. But yeah. It definitely is a character archetype Oda uses, and I think like uh, it felt good to see Kaido Kaido send this guy out here who was trying to come come back. Yeah, the other thing about the chapter that I that confused me that I wanted to talk about was Bonnie just like gets her devil fruit in the middle of the chapter randomly, but like we never see her eat it. This chapter, it's just like after the battle, 
she's running around as like a teenager. So I guess my question is, where do you think she, like, when do you think she ate this devil fruit? Um, Because I've, I've seen some people be like, oh, maybe the Celestial Dragons force fed it to her as a baby. I don't really think that's the case. Um, yeah, I guess, when do you think she ate it? And uh, uh, yeah, I, do you think this is uh, related to, I, actually, no, I don't think it's related to, her her disease going away because we see him going to Vegapunk to take care of that. Yeah, but he yeah. wasn't going to what, Vegapunk. What, what, that that was gonna be my first guess. Uh, if it wasn't that, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I honestly don't have an idea. <laughs> it could have yeah. been. It could. It could have been with lesser dragons. It could have been where they currently are. It's uh, it doesn't. It doesn't really make sense to me that she like had it like like she was force fed it as a kid because like, so. In this chapter, right, she just randomly ages herself up to like a teenage, like you know, like an eighteen-year-old or whatever, right? Yeah, like eighteen. A twenty-year-old. Just to choose another random number, just like an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like she's she's, 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 she's she's about eighteen yeah. at least. You yeah, know? <laughs> you know? nothing like that in that ballpark. <laughs> like, in the ballpark of like eighteen-year-old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. And not like uh, yeah. Forget, what's the name for Gurren Lagann from Gurren Lagann? Like Yoko or something? The the main girl oh Gurren Lagann. And you'd be like, yeah. dang, I had some impure thoughts about her, and she's fourteen. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I watched Gurren Lagann for the first time when I was like fifteen, six, you know. So you know. <laughs> I I know, but I'm just saying, like the things that the the way that that character is portrayed. Yep. There was this time I was in Providence. They have this all day outdoor party called PVD Fest. And yeah. I went with some of my friends. Yeah. And, you know, I was probably 25 at the time. My boys, they, they were older, maybe like 36, 37 or something like that, right? Like, Alan was 40 last time I saw him. So, like, we're talking about friends who are older. We're all out here, you know, we're all out here just hanging out. There's, like, a whole dance floor thing going on. We're vibing, whatever, chill. I think my friend Miguel was there. He's, like, 50, basically, right? So, we're we're vibing. And they just go, like, raise your hand if you just graduated high school. <laughs> and, like, half the oh, hands went up. Oh, no. We, we That's when you leave. That's when you walk in. Oh, my God. I got I to gotta get out of this place. Yeah. <laughs> we, oh, my reaction God. To have, I said, I got to undo some of the thoughts I just had. I'm like, it's oh, dark and everything. I got I to gotta, I gotta undo some of the thoughts I just had. Bro, you got to keep yourself safe, man. Like, so, like, because, I, I mean, to be real, a lot of, a lot of, you know, I mean, both boys and girls, like, these young kids actually, like, mature very, like, physically a lot more quickly, right? Like, you don't expect them to be that young, right? But, like, yeah, you just, you just got to keep yourself safe. Yeah, and, and, and you know, when, be when smart. That, we learned to keep ourselves safe real quick. Yeah. We we took the necessary precautions to take ourselves quick. Yeah. To take ourselves yeah. Quick. You know, so I, I'm just saying, we'll, we'll get into this later anyway. Yep. But uh, yep. a younger woman and not my type anyway. All right. I no. think you know that well enough by now. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, with like, but I'm just saying, so with Bonnie, like, I think the fact that her devil fruit just first manifested itself randomly on this day makes it seem to me like she ate it that, like, the day before, right? Because, like, why, like, did it not like you know why why did her devil fruit like not activate earlier than then right so i don't know why like oda wouldn't have just drawn that in if there's like something he's hiding or whatnot or maybe i just was reading too quickly and missed it but i don't think you saw 
her her eat her devil food either. So I don't no, know. No, I don't no. I, I don't really know when she got it. Um but uh I guess we'll 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 find out. Um the other thing is also that because so I was looking over like the timeline for the last couple of chapters because we're you know we're moving we've moved from like 30 years before present day to like I think we're like at like eight years before present day now. Right, right. And so I think based off of like that timeline, it's more or less confirmed that Bonnie is 12 years old right now. Because so Ginny what? was captured. Yeah. Ginny was captured 14 years prior to the present day. And two okay. years later, two years later is when she busted out with a newborn. 12 years prior to present day. So interesting. But hold on, didn't didn't Oda say Bonnie was 21 though? He he said her age was something, but like that could be like the age that she like ages herself up to be. You know what I mean? But I feel like that would be I feel like that would be like a cop out for the whole thing. When I like I thought that I thought that Bonnie I thought I thought that the age worked out that she was that old. I I didn't I I, yeah. I didn't think it was only eight years before the present. It, it was definitely yeah. more than twelve years before the present that Bonnie was born. No 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 no. So I I like for a fact. Because if you go to 1098, you can like scroll, you see like, right, right, right. like she was, Ginny was captured for 14 years before the present day, right? Mm. So all the oldest that, you know, Bonnie could be is like 13 years old, right? Like that's okay, if like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, nine month pregnancy, all that, right? Um, But like, you know, Ginny comes back basically with like a newborn two years later, right? So assuming this newborn is like actually a newborn, then Bonnie would be about 12. Either way, 12, 14, doesn't really matter. You know, she's, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I, so we talked about that's the idea crazy that. How, that's crazy how she had enough time to have already had Luffy before she got captured. You, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy how that works, right? Now, do you now really, let me ask do you, you. Do you really? Do you really want let, to? Let, let me just do you really you wait, before before you get into this? Do you really want to put this idea out there to the public? Listen, here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. I I can't let. It can't get worse than it is right now. But here's the thing. If I if it ends up being true, I'm not gonna be the dude who backed. Like I'm not like backing off my Super Bowl pick. And then coming back, <laughs> and then and then having them win the Super Bowl, and now I don't even get to take credit. I'm I'm staying on this bandwagon now. Now Abraham, let me tell you, where where was Jenny stationed? She was the captain of the East Blue Forces. She was she was the captain of the East Blue Forces. Okay. Now back in I think it's chapter five thirty nine. Okay, I think it's in uh -huh. chapter five thirty nine. You see this old conversation. When you know Luffy saying Luffy saying, Ivankov asked Luffy, "Where are you from?" And Luffy just goes, "The East Blue." And Ivankov's like, "I knew it," you know, because the dragon's always staring off in that direction. He's like, "When do you walk out?" Like Ivankov don't even know. You you always say like, "Oh well, Ivankov would have known a dragon has a kid." Dra Ivankov don't even know where dragon's from. He's oh, like, "Is your yeah. homeland in that direction?" Yeah. So we don't like. Dragon doesn't talk about his his homeland at all. He doesn't talk about Ivankov wouldn't know anything about his life. 
But I think Ivankov is like, wait a second. Like, I knew it. You and Jenny did bang. And you have a child in the East Blue. You're always looking in the East Blue. And I realized that now because who was in the East? It was Jenny. And you have a kid. Like, Ivankov isn't just realizing right there that Dragon had a kid. It's realizing who with whom he had that child. It's Jenny. And the timelines work out perfectly fine for Jenny to have had a kid however many years before. Uh, for you to have had okay. a kid however many years before because Luffy's a lot older, so it would have been okay. Jenny had this kid. It was Luffy, oh. and then another six years pass or whatever, and then Jenny has Bonnie with the Celestial Dragon. Jenny I, okay. Time. I don't even want to entertain this right now, but I'm going to... I will. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm going to... I will systematically break down why this is like honestly, this is this is not quite as bad as the Cobra is evil take, where <laughs> I had to write. I literally wrote a whole that dissertation. Was like a fake take, man. That was no, like a fake no, no, take. no. I'm not letting you. I'm not letting you get away with that. It was not a fake take. I told you it was dumb from the moment you posted it. I, just I wrote said... you. I wrote you a whole a whole essay explaining why it wouldn't make any sense. And I just, just said, you, "What if?" I said, "Oh, Cobra could be evil," and I and then everyone made so no, much fun no, of me. No, that no, then no, I had to say, "Fine." History. I'm just taking this theory nope. up. I'm just nope. taking this theory up. I'm going all in. But that was as a response so, to you all being saying some very rude things to me on Discord. <laughs> I have, first of all, I have all the messages. They are there in the group chat. <laughs> so, but regardless, this Ginny and or Bonnie and Luffy are siblings take is approaching that level of lunacy because half siblings half siblings is approaching that level right of lunacy it's ridiculous and i'll tell you why one so if i mean if dragon were to have a kid which which we obviously know he does because he has luffy exists right right he's not having a kid with someone in the revolutionary arc like oh, the people <laughs> no, no, no. The people, because literally he is the head of the revolutionary arc. Like they literally, the, if you, if you hear people like even Ivankov talk about him, they're literally like, oh, Dragon has a kid. We didn't even think his, like he was huge. You know what I mean? Like, obviously they're, they're, they're exaggerating a little bit when they're like, you, you, there are lines where it's just like, oh, I didn't even realize his blood was red. You know what I mean? Like, he's just so like cold hearted and like folk singularly focused on his task as the head of the revolutionary army that his lieutenants literally don't even think of him like at, on that kind of personal level. If he's having a relationship, I promise you it's not with someone in the revolutionary army, but the Bro, biggest have you, have reason you, have you been, have you been on a co-ed sports team? Have you been on a co-ed sports team? Yeah. Yeah. What happened on that team? How, how old were you? No, I mean, I was like high school. What team was it? Oh, man, high school. Man, I don't even know about high school, man. Yeah. You've been like a college team, right? You've been in a college when your social life is like, listen, everyone's like, oh, team assessed is dangerous. I can't date anyone on the team because everyone's going to know everybody's business. Next thing you know, you'd be like, wait, Ned, Ned and Megan, what? Like, Ned, what? Like, Mark and Ella, what? Let me, let me tell So, look, first of all, no. I disagree with I disagree with that 
Bro, just, just um, the idea, like, especially with, with the whole but, the point of what you would say is not the dragon, because dragon's human, right? Like, yes, people are like, I don't know, he might be a little weird. Dragon's still human. I'm just saying, like, he what he would have done if he had a, if he had any kind of romance was it would have been a secret romance. It would have been an under-the-table no. romance, and the, that might have been what he had with Jenny. The other reason why, the biggest reason why it makes no sense is because it would completely fuck up the love story between Kuma and Ginny. Like this yeah, whole time. No, 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 no. If if we find out in a hundred chapters that Ginny is Luffy's mom, all this stuff about, you know, Ginny being like, Kuma, let's get married. This whole scene about him holding up her dead body and raising her child and all this other like I'm I promise you, to me and I think most people, that would it would it would lose so much meaning if she was just like, oh well, I'm just gonna have a secret baby with your boss. Like, bro, let imagine you love the woman. Bro, no, no, no. Imagine, what, what, she's, chill. She's... imagine you you love the woman, right? And you're like, look, I've got to focus on my career right now. I can't have kids. I can't get married. But you know, I still love you, and you know, I care about you a lot. And then she goes and she hooks up with your boss or your best friend and has a has a kid. You you you're saying that the relationship between you isn't going to change? Of course, I'm like not lie. You, this... just, you just uh, you just you just cut out for a lot of that. <laughs> oh, my... okay, but no, I mean, bro, it oh, would you, be you 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 you, you were uh, like like here's what I'm saying, right? Because what happened was. Kuma had turned down Jenny. It's like it's like you say. Imagine it's like yeah, you know, I just went on a date with a girl. We didn't want the same things. It's and, not the and same. It's set, you know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not but the same. Kuma thing. had turned her down. Kuma had turned her down. Like what's she supposed to do? Just sit around waiting for Kuma the whole time? Yes. Man, come on, man. That's ridiculous. No, it's not. Like I'm supposed to be mad at some woman who that's turned what me she... down. For... That's what no, I'm not. I'm not saying. Well, and we you, like it, but, but we don't want the same thing. Like Kuma doesn't want the same things, and so she went on and lived her life, and that's okay. That doesn't had, make it doesn't make the love that they shared any less. It doesn't make the love that Kuma has for her any less. Like Kuma, Kuma is especially with it being this character that Kuma is, who we see sacrificing for other people over and over and over. The idea that that's going to suddenly change his relationship with her just because she has a child with someone else is ridiculous. I no, I what I can't believe you're saying this with a straight face, bro. This is actually I this that. is nonsense. That this is this is nonsense. <laughs> She, he turned her down. Like she, she can, she can choose someone else. Like he had, a, he had a choice. He said, "No, I can't do that." So she went and chose Bro, someone else. The the tragic part about Ginny and Kuma's like love, you know, their whole relationship issue. You know, the 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 the, the tragedy is that like nothing ever came from it. You know what I mean? And I think for me, it would take away from their story. If while, you know, all of this is happening in the background, she's having a secret relationship with his one of his best friends and his boss. Like it Bro, just they hadn't I don't, seen I don't each other. They hadn't seen each other in years. Like 
like Ginny's like, oh my god, I'll finally get to see Kuma right before she got captured when they were fine when they were finally uh-huh. going back or Kuma was when Kuma was finally I don't remember, when they were going back east or whatever whatever was happening. Ginny oh. Ginny was like, oh my god, finally I'll get to see Kuma. She hadn't seen him in a long time. It doesn't mean that the love they have was was fake or whatever. But like, Kuma yeah, gotta get out living her life. What she not supposed to have? Well, you think she wasn't even having sex? You you think she was no, going out there? I, I think like, so. Not even having sex. Yep. You do. Bro, what do you what do you want? What do you want from these women, man? Oh, no, 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 no. First of all, don't try and make this. I'm not talking about real life. I'm talking about a manga. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not, I, obviously this is. I'm not translating this to real life. I'm saying man, in I the context. To get out there and get it. I want no. Kuma said no. He had his chance. I want Jimmy to get out and get it. Bro, let me put it to you this way. Just like I think in real life. It would be ridiculous for someone, let's say there was someone who was lost for 50 years or stuck somewhere for 50 years to be like, hey, let me go meet up with this pet that I left 50 years ago who might not be alive anymore. But, you know, I kind of abandoned my pet whale 50 years ago. And, you know, if someone told me, like, I have to go back to the other side of the world, you know, just just to go, you know, fulfill a promise I made to a pet that I can't talk to in real life. I'd be like, bro, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. But like in a manga or an anime, like that whole story of Brooke and Laboon hits very hard. That relationship between them hits. So don't don't try and act like, oh, <laughs> you know, all this stuff that I'm saying about the love that Kuma and Ginny have is is like, you could just translate that to the real world and be like, Oh, this guy turned you down, so now this woman has to say celibate forever. No, I'm not saying that about <laughs> real life. I'm just saying that about this specific manga. I like. <laughs> you know, we like to see well-written women characters who don't have to sit around waiting for the man who didn't choose them. And Bro. Kuma didn't choose her. He made it clear he wasn't going to choose her. Right. So she went out and Bro. chose someone else. Bro, That's this okay. is ridiculous. Let, let, okay. let me. Let, let me put it to you this way. I think it's more likely that Luffy came out of that egg than it is that Ginny is his mom. Man, come on. <laughs> that, is, that is how ridiculous. On, man. That's how, on, man. No, that's how ridiculous this thing is. No, that's how ridiculous he is. Come on, man. It's not that ridiculous. It is. It is, it is more ridiculous more, than that. No, it is not <laughs> it is, more ridiculous yes. than Luffy being born out of an egg. Yes. Yes, it is. I promise you it is. Out of an egg that Luffy is too old to be born out of anyway. Like the egg is too old for Luffy to be born. Why? Just, we don't know when the egg hatched. Man, come on, man. You telling me they just bro, like you telling me you telling me Luffy is like a not human. He, he he was in an egg for like twenty years before he was born. More likely that than uh, that Ginny was his mom. That, come on, man. That's come on, man. That's that's objectively nope. not more likely true. No. I I'll put it to you this way. We have we have a, a, a you know Jordan and I have a laugh tail bet, an ongoing dinner bet about where laugh tail is. He's got oh. his pick, I've got my pick. I would be willing to make another dinner bet. Again, this is and the dinner bet is you win if we find out Ginny is Luffy's mom. I win if we find out Luffy. I think neither granted, I think neither of these are right, if you're that comfortable with that, let's make the bet. I'll make the bet. Let's make- I'll make the I bet. know they, I know Luffy not coming out of an egg, so that's okay. And I know Ginny ain't his mom. Like we can make that dinner bit right now. I think this this is probably gonna go unfulfilled because both of these are probably wrong. 
but you know, that's like what you that, think, man. This is we found Jenny in the East Blue. Jenny in the East that Blue. That is how ridiculous. Dragon this looking off is. towards the East Blue. Eva's out here saying, "I knew it." It's like re it, Eva realized right there that Dragon had been having. He didn't realize that that, that Dragon. It wasn't about Dragon having a kid. It was about realizing that Dragon. Uh, it was about realizing that Dragon had been having a secret relationship because he didn't show anything with Jenny. So. That's an S. That's an S tier theory. Uh, we're gonna keep an eye that on is, that one to see if it's yeah, true. Before I get my that is a solid, again. solid F. Let F me tell you, when that one comes true, it's gonna be a wild time on the podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, but I think, I think, I think we... it's time to jump into S for to S class or F class. We got some theories I, to go through today. Um, I agree. I agree. I've got a nice side one for you. Real quick before we before we jump in, I think there's there's an old S tier theory about dragons' uh powers being wind based and controlling the weather, and he's using a lot of wind language in 1099. So I think it's worth noting there's there's a little bit a yeah. lot of potential right there for that S class theory uh continuing coming through. I, I I peeped that too, uh where he was just like you know the winds of fate, blah blah. You know, I mean, I agree. I think dragon has a wind devil fruit. You know, um, but uh. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to learning more about it. But the first theory I have for you is that Blackbeard, his yami yami no mi, his darkness fruit, is not actually a logia, but it's actually a mythical zone of a darkness god. Oh, that's, I've so, been on that man. That's 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 S class for sure. That's, that's S class. I've been, yes. I've been on that for a while. I, that, that's part of why I like the the Blackbeard is also a buccaneer theory. Besides just like the weird body shape and size and, you know, the, he has similar hair to Kuma, that kind of stuff. I think there's something interesting and, and, and not to mention a vendetta against the world government for what they did to his people. I think there's something interesting given how much Kuma knew about uh, the Nika devil fruit. And they were just like, he clearly has been going around trying to follow Nika, help Nika out, showing up you know, sending his crew to all these different places. I think there's something about the idea that teaches someone who was specifically looking for the, the darkness fruit, right? The dark, dark fruit. Uh, teaches someone who clearly has some level of knowledge about the world government, the things they've done. He has some un understanding of uh, what Rox was, just given that his ship is called the Saber of Zebek. Um yeah. And I think the idea that he specifically was looking for that fruit, obviously, there's also just like the fact that he and it's, Luffy sort of seem yeah. fated to clash. And so to me, it seems like it's definitely an S-class theory uh, because it's sort of about him having looked for this specific fruit and about the wills of Nika versus whatever this other fruit is coming together and clashing towards the end of, of the story. So that's, that's, that's definitely an S-tier theory. I've been yeah. on that one for a minute. No, I agree, S tier. But it's you said like he he was looking for the fruit, which he was. But like he specifically even says in the series, just to add to the whole theory, that uh, this power chose me. Like that's like a verbatim quote that he has. And then you know we see many chapters later where the Gorosei are talking about how uh, like zone devil fruits have a will of their own. You know what I mean? Like specifically, like specifically zone devil fruits, not like logias or paramecia devil fruits, right? Um, and then also like the fact that the darkness fruit has like none of the actual properties of logia fruits, right? Like, you know, he can't phase through things. Um, so, and then like you said, 
the the contrast between him and Luffy, like Blackbeard many, many times is, you know, referred to as like the darkness, right? And obviously he's got the dark, dark, like the darkness fruit, but like, you know, I think like, you know, you, you see like, especially during his clash with Ace, like, you know, the sun against the dark, like, so I think this has like real potential that it's uh, a mythical zone. And I agree. It's a, I, I think it's a, an S tier theory. I liked it a lot. All right, second theory. This is from uh, who's that one from, by the way. Uh, that was because uh, I was just scrolling through One Piece Reddit. I can I'll, I'll try and find who is. From. Got it, got it. Well, I want you to know I thought oh. about one of my own. So okay, the the <laughs> user the guy's username was Goat Ghostery. Ghostery but... on Reddit. Yeah. So mine is the next one I have is from Udaron, you know, my Japanese YouTuber. So, you know, sometimes I get a little bit like, lost in translation. You know, he's the guy who came with the Annie's Lobby, uh, that was the bottom of Annie's Lobby, which I fleshed out with some of my own stuff. Um, this theory is that, so obviously we see, we, we, I think it's generally pretty accepted at this point that the Elder Stars are immortal, right? Like, or have some kind of like, uh, thing that stops them from aging, uh, and the idea is that M is the person who has that power to stop them from aging and also has some sort of panacea or some sort of power that allows them to stop people from, uh, that allows them to like stop people from having injuries and like to, to be healed. There's a little bit of like wordplay in the emu could like have a meaning that is like, you know, basically it's like a doctor person kind of. Uh, it, like it uses like the the kanji for doctor, and it's sort of that M is the person who's uh, who's providing the elder stars with their abilities because because what we saw with Saturn is it's not just that he doesn't age, but it's also that his wounds heal. And so basically, it's that M is the person who's responsible for being able to give certain people those powers. And thematically, towards the end of the story, what we're going to end up seeing is some sort of fight between you know old. <clears throat> there's there's been a constant motif about the old people new generation are people so afraid of of the new generation young people coming up uh and that that might have something to do with the nature of one piece the one piece but this idea that 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 that, that, that the, the core power of what m does has to do with healing and preventing aging okay so i i oh so because i agree that i think the elder stars their ability is derived in some way from emu. I like I think that's likely to some degree, but I don't like I personally feel like the whole immortality stuff that's from like the Ope Ope no Mi. Like someone performed like surgery that we know that you can uh, eternal youth surgery or whatever, mm. I guess several times on like emu and like the elder stars. So I'm personally I, I'm gonna put it as an F F F tier. Oh, I like Uteron. I'm going to say F tier because like even when we see like, you know, the brief glimpse of like Emu, it, like he looks kind of like a devil, you know, like I expect him to have like some like I don't maybe one of his abilities will be like related to like healing and granting these kinds of powers to people. You know what I mean? Like the Gorosei, but like that's not really what I like. I don't expect him to have like a power like Manchuri has on like Green bit, you know what I mean? I, I, I it, it, 
there's an interesting addendum to the theory that got mentioned about the two powers that Doflamingo was interested in as someone who seems to want to get his revenge on the, uh, you know, celestial dragons and Merjois. Uh, in the two powers that Doflamingo was most interested in are uh, Law's fruit and Princess Mancherry's fruit. So it seems like those could be the two types of powers uh, that are that, that are what are keeping the Elder Stars immortal and that's what doflamingo was looking to achieve by taking those two people's powers yeah maybe it could be it could be but i yeah i just yeah it would it would seem off for me for that to be like emu's ability but who knows that's why i say f tier but well, what what if it's partly about setting up some kind of battle between you know the youth and and old people right that something about aging and something about the treasure of youth uh has to do with the one piece right Thing is, so I don't really expect the world. The so I expect the One Piece clash to be all about Blackbeard and the Straw Hats, right? I don't actually expect the world government to play a massive role in like Laugh Tale, for example, right? I expect oh, that man, to be you, man. You're gonna get on here with this. It's gonna be after it stuff, man. Come on. I mean, whether whether you think it's after or before, you know, I already think that the world government is for the end. But I, I think that everything about Laugh Tale and One Piece is going to... is there, it, Like, the the collision is going to be between the Blackbeard Pirates and the Straw Hats. You know what I mean? And then I think the, the, the battle with the world government is going to be about liberating the rest of the world, right? You know what I mean? Like, I guess I would say even bigger picture than, like, the One Piece itself. But, like, I see that as, like, a separate thing from the one piece whatever 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 it was that made roger laugh on laughdale whatever it is that's like you know that 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 separates luffy from blackbeard in terms of like their will and their ambition you know what i mean? like I, I i don't really expect emu to to be related to that in any way i'll say i'm really interested in the idea that it's going to be so i'm really i've never heard something that like talking about the idea that it could have to do with youth and like the changing of generations and things like that with that being something that's been such a prevalent theme for the series, whether it's just like a lot of times we see little kids doing things or just like seeing the elder stars being old, the whole theme of like, you know, white beard, uh, you know, white beard, um, you know, Roger password of passing on the torch, to these new characters, uh, not to mention like, you know, little kid things uh, and things that are growing. Like the, those are things that, uh, that could make someone laugh, little kid things. I, I don't really have a greater fleshed out theory for it, but that sounds like a lot of fun. And before you send me this last theory, I do want to check one thing. So you believe that what we have left in the story is we okay. finish all of Egghead, go yep. to Elbath for a Davy back fight, go to Laugh Tale and fight Blackbeard. And then after all that, we go and take on him and the world government. Like, like you think that is what's coming left in the story. Yes. I mean, I think there's going to be more in Elbath than just a Davy back fight. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't simplify it to just be like go to Elbaf for a Davy back fight. But I think we're gonna finish off Egghead. I think Saturn is gonna die in Egghead. We're gonna go to Elbaf. There's gonna be a clash with 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 Shanks, uh, for the last Road Poneglyph. I think that clash is gonna be, uh, through a Davy back fight. You know what I mean? I think at some point, I I do love the idea of Blackbeard killing Shanks personally, kind of like a whole like Jiraiya pain kind of kind of moment but like that doesn't have to happen 
Um, but like just just I do I I think there's a lot of there's been a lot of foreshadowing about Shanks and Blackbeard uh colliding in the future. But regardless, I think we go to Elbath. On Elbath is where we we find the last road pony glyph being protected by Shanks. We end up going to Laugh Tale and then running into the Blackbeard Pirates on Laugh Tale, maybe because the Blackbeard Pirates show up to Elbath after the Straw Hats leave and manage to you know, steal, like, beat the red-haired pirates. Like, you know, that's all speculation. But then we meet up with the Blackbeard pirates on Laugh Tale, collide over the One Piece. Luffy defeats Blackbeard and then has to go on to, like, the greater evil of the world, which is the world government, and takes them out. If we gonna be reading you with it, with your story, we're gonna re- be reading this thing in 2030. Wait, wait, wait. Do you not think all of that stuff has to happen? Like, I know you think the world government has to go down first, but you don't no, think, no, I mean, I think it's going to be a more complex setup for the final fight. I don't think we're getting a bunch of like one v one type, like this person fights that person, that person fights this person. Like, like Luffy, it's just we show up at a place in Luffy and Shanks. It's going to be a lot more like what we have at Egghead with uh, you have Kizaru showing up and the Marines showing up. Now you have Saturn showing up. You have Vegapunk, this like lurking legend running around. You have a member of the um, you have a member of the worst generation in Bonnie running around. Uh, I think we didn't actually mention this. I meant to say it earlier, but I think that this story has actually given us uh, a good background. So it would make me feel a lot better when I didn't feel good about Kuma showing up in Egghead earlier. I feel a lot better about Kuma showing up in Egghead now with this sort of uh, backstory that's been set up. Like it feels like there's a lot real reason for him to come. I told you, I told you that from the jump too. You did. You did tell me this. You did tell me this. I mean, I don't know what he's doing, but it it does make I, sense with it does make sense narratively at this point to be like we saw him paw himself away and now we're getting the flashback before he ends up showing up, especially because he has this history with Saturn. And that could really be the trigger point, especially with him being someone who has the power to do things that will also activate the robots, things like that. I think like yeah. he he I think definitely um I mean, it, whatever happens between him and Saturn could be the trigger for like why this is such a terrible event uh, for the world. But my yeah, point I is, mean, I think that, that a lot of the conflicts we're going to have towards the end of the story are going to have this same level of complexity. It's not going to be a lot more like Luffy and Shanks are in a place and they battle. It's going to be a lot more like Luffy, Shanks, and Blackbeard all show up in a place and what happens. And then maybe another faction, that kind of thing. It could. It could, it could go that way. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be mad at that. Um. Yeah. Quickly about Kuma before I give you the last theory. But yeah, I personally, like I told you and everyone else a couple weeks ago, I think Kuma is going to show up to Egghead and he's going to use his ability. Like it's going to be a callback to Thriller Bark where, you know, he picked up Luffy, pushed his pain out of him, you know, and like restored his stamina and everything. I think he's going to do that again, except instead of Zoro having to take on the burden, Kuma is going to take on this burden one last time like he's been doing his whole life. And then Luffy, with his stamina being restored like that, is going to be able to go into Gear 5 again. And, you know, we hear Kuma talking about Nika this whole time. His dream is to, like, see Nika. And, you know, through his actions, he's going to basically allow Nika to, like, you know, be restored again and fight Saturn, who it looks more and more like like Saturn has just been fucking up this man's life this whole time, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> from, from, the, from, from, from when he was a kid, uh, like on God Valley to 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 where we are right now in the flashback, right? So that's that's what I personally think is going to happen. 
and you know there'll be a beautiful moment between him and Bonnie. Well, he'll him him and his daughter will get to see each other one last time right before I think he goes out and dies. But uh, yeah, the the last and, 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 then, and then he'll tell uh, Luffy and Bonnie their siblings. Go on. <laughs> the last the last theory I want to bring up to you is about the man marked by flames. Okay. So, you know, people have speculated maybe the man marked by flames is Shanks, maybe the man, you know, because he's got red hair, maybe the man right, marked right, by right. flames is dragon, you know, stuff like that, because of his tattoo. This one basically is someone who's speculating that the man marked by flames is dragon. Uh, because we see in 1099 when Kuma pulls up to Dragon's ship that his ship is pitch black, and we do hear uh where like um when the man marked by flames is like being talked about by the Blackbeard pirates. I think it's um Lafitte who is just like uh you know this man can be found on like a pitch black ship, so like kind of the ship color matches, and that uh if you try and approach him that like you know, whirlpools will end up, like, consume... Basically, the weather will turn so bad, like, whirlpools will consume your ship. You can't approach his approach him, basically, right? And, you know, there's a lot of speculation that Dragon, like we said, has a, a, a wind-based devil fruit. And obviously, with a wind-based devil fruit, it'd be very easy to control the weather. So, and then also given the, the tattoo on his face, people are like... And his prominent role in the story... Uh, where it would kind of make sense if he if he had the fourth road poneglyph, right? People are, I think, so this person basically uses all this to be like, I think Dragon is the man marked by flames. Do you think Dragon is the man marked by flames? And what do you think of this theory? It's interesting. It's a good question. The pitch, by, the pitch black ship and swallowed by giant whirlpools sure does make it feel like it could be Dragon. But it also just feels like sort of a cop-out at this point to be like, the man marked by flames is just dragon, you know? Like, dang, like, why they got to talk about the man marked by flames and his dragon, right? Like, dragon is the world, is like the greatest enemy of the world government. So I'm going to go with an F-class theory because... Who doesn't know who Monkey? Like, if you're if you're someone who is theoretically at the top of the pirate world, like, come on, man, you gotta know who Monkey D. Dragon is. Especially, I think that's... especially yeah. if you're the dude like Blackbeard who seems to have such a deep understanding. If you're on Blackbeard's crew and it's someone who has such a deep understanding of different pieces of the world that we, as the readers, don't even know about, like that seems to me that that they yeah. would know who Monkey D. Dragon is. Yeah, it would. It's, it's the problem I have. Whatever we speculated about it being Shanks or Dragon, it's just like these are just such big figures in the world. Like, why? Why are you talking about them? Like, like you know what I mean? Like in code, you know what I mean? It's and I, I mean, it's it's not even like a, a Joker Doflamingo theory, like Doflamingo thing, because like Joker was just like his underground name. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. It, 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 it like, yeah, uh, like a lot of people probably didn't even know that the the Joker, like, you know, like that he was in weapons deals with, might not have even known that the Joker was Doflamingo, right? Um, it would be it would be weird for, I think, the man marked by flames to be someone that we already have met and is so prominent in the story. Um, I also don't... So, 
I would I personally would have thought it was I like I liked it. I thought it was an S S just S tier just because it was like, you know, like you said, the black ship, the weather effect. I also think him having a fourth the fourth monoglyph would be a nice way to integrate the revolutionary army into the story. Sure, like, sure. Obviously, there, there's other ways to do that as well. Um but yeah. I don't know. To me, to me, it's not an interesting enough theory, right? It's just like I yeah. guessed who I guessed who I guessed a pretty prominent character for who gets mentioned as the man marked by flames, right? Like, I need yeah. you to give me more than that. I need you to give me more than that if I'm gonna be really yeah. interested in a theory. You know That's what I'm saying? Fair. I need you to give me That's... more. It's just they said this and he has this this ship and this power. I need more than that. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Now you tell me that you figuring out who 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 baby daddy, you know, who what characters are siblings and like and like that you might have figured out one of the main characters, uh your mothers who who we haven't even been introduced to eleven hundred chapters into the series. Ooh, now now you got me talking. Now we're talking about Jordan. a good theory. I wanna but... tell you something. I plan on I, I hope you know I plan on eating the dinner you buy me on like air. Wow. So that the whole podcast you can be reminded about your foolishness. Bro, I don't have to buy a dinner if I'm wrong. You gotta be right about that darn egg, that's, which is that's, a that's terrible. True. Like <laughs> that's the issue. Really. If you you might win if it wasn't for the egg. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to talk to you about something that happened in the NBA uh, this this last week. Um, there's a young NBA player. He's in like his third year in the league. His name is Josh Giddy. I think I think you said you've heard of him before. Um, for people who don't know him, he plays on a team in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and uh, yeah, basically. The past day or two, uh, a bunch of allegations came out that he was having a relationship with a, a high school student. Now, you know the details are still coming out. We don't we don't know whether or not he actually was in relationship with a high school student, though. It, you know, kind of seems like he was. Um, we don't really know how old she is as well. So some people have said like fifteen. Some people have said seventeen. Um. And I believe he was like 20 at like the time because he just like turned 21 like a week or two ago. So I think, well, for me, I think it it brings like, especially if she's closer to like 17 rather than 15, you know, um, obviously the law is the law. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's I, like how I don't I I don't know if how I I necessarily feel about that morally if he's like a twenty year old going out with like a seventeen year old you know what I mean like what is the I guess age difference and obviously you know like where like pe people can make these kinds of uh, decisions about obviously if he's like thirty going out with a seventeen year old. You know, I I probably I would feel like pretty differently about it, right? But like, yeah, I I think it's a it's a interesting, uh, you know, a interesting thing to think about society, you know, societally. No, <laughs> no, I, I, 
I need to find out that he was he started dating her when he was 17 and she was 15. And then I might be he, okay with it. He was not in the country at 17 because he's Australian. <laughs> yeah, then all right. He needed to be 18 and she needed to be yes. uh six. Listen, listen. Yeah. You 18, 19 years old. You an NBA player. You are you are in the NBA. Can't be talking to these 15 year olds. Yeah. Listen, when I was 24, I started, was I even 24? I was 24. I started working on the same college campus that I went to. I was a uh, program associate at the Hillel. My a girl I dated was still on campus. Like I look around, it was people that would be a completely reasonable age for me to date. You had undergrads at 22, 20, some of them 23, 21. I'm 24 years old. I got eyes. But you know what? When you show up at all, when you're when you're ahead, my job is basically to like befriend students, take them out to coffee, all this. I came in, I wore a white shirt and khakis every day. I wore the same outfit because I said, you're not going to mistake me for one of your little friends. Whenever I invited a student to coffee, I sent the email and I said, coffee, like, would you like to get coffee for work? It's as part of my job. It was on the standard email. So it's part of my job to get to know students. Would you like to get coffee? Now, when you were an NBA player, you were a basketball player in the NBA, first of all, you can find some women that's around your own age or older. You know, I love the older women. You know, I already said that on this podcast, but shout out to the shout out to the 50-plus crowd, you know. Shout out to the OGs. Shout out to the OGs, <laughs> the 50-plus crowd, man. <laughs> Don't be falling in love with me, though. But when you were that age, you have to understand, especially when you're in the NBA, you can't be talking to these high school girls. You just got to cut that off when that is your profession, when you're a public figure. And when you're over a certain age, you can't be talking to a woman that's that much younger than you and in such a yeah. different situation than you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there are a couple of different, like a couple actually important differences between your situation, though, and this situation, right? Like, I think having like an administrative position in the school, you know what I mean? Like where there's like. I think power dynamic is is a, a, maybe an, is a good word to use. Like you have like a you 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 are not there like you said as a student, right? You're there as like an administrative leader, right? And I I guarantee you, I guarantee you, any amount of money that that dynamic is bigger between someone who's literally making millions of dollars a year on an NBA roster and yeah. like a high school girl. No, no, but I guess my 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 point is like so, because there's there's obviously when there's just like that big of a difference in like money, right? Like obviously you can manipulate people with 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 money, right? And 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 prestige and whatnot. But I I'm more saying like, so let when so yours in your situation you have like. You 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 are there in like an administrative role, right? Like let's like you said it yourself. If you had, if you were not like working at Hillel, if you just happened to still be living in Providence, going to Brown, you 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 would have no problem dating these college girls, right? Because there's no power. There's no power well, I don't, in balance. I don't, I, was, there. I don't know if I was really looking to date college girls when I was twenty four, but go on. I mean, I, I would you like 
I'm not saying I had eyes, but I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm, I wasn't, I'm not sure I was like trying to date college girls when I was 24. Like, I think sure, but I mean, I don't think, I don't think anyone would say, you know, there's an issue with a 24 year old dating like weird. a 21. No, it wouldn't have been weird. It wouldn't have been weird. Right, but I do think there would have been an issue with like, you know, someone working at Hillel dating, you know, a student, like, you know, a student approaches you to like, it's like dating your TA or dating like your professor, you know what I mean? Like, and obviously it's like dating your professor or whatever is like more extreme on that spectrum. But I guess what I'm saying I, I know some is people that, who did that, so come, so, so watch yourself. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, and, and those people were wrong, those, like, uh, those, those, but you get, but I guess my point is that like, there's like a formal structure in place where you're almost supposed to be supervising these students, right? And again, I'm not I'm not saying what Josh Giddy did is right at all. Cause like I said, we don't know a lot a, a, like a lot of the details of the story are still coming out. But I do think, like for example, if she was if he if if, if she really is 17 and he's 20, right? Would would her being 18 and him being like 21 make a big difference? Like would you be okay with that? Abraham, the, the point of what I'm saying is not trying to make a perfect comparison. And first, let me tell you, the job I had was was not as administrative. It's like literally I would get coffee with like 16 students a week and try and get them to do something at Hillel, right? It's, it's, a, it's a more social uh, job than you would think. It's not as formal administration. But the, the, the point that I'm making is not saying here's a perfect comparison where all the dynamics are exactly the same. It's about saying that when you were in this position, you have to have some level of self-awareness about yeah. who you about who you are, the role you have, and the position that the other person is in. So when I am this Hillel professional, when I'm this professional on campus, I understand that with my role and my life, I can't be out here dating these students who are in this college. And I also don't want necessarily be dating people because their lives look a certain way and the people in my life look a certain way. What that means for Josh Giddy is you have to understand that you are an NBA player. You are a public figure. You're out of college. You're out here spending most of your life traveling the world, traveling the the country and probably in the world. I mean, you from he, he didn't go to college. He didn't go to college, by the way. He he like grew up in Australia, played I think ball professional ball in Australia for a year or two. Yeah, but I don't really think about him but, going to college. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say anything about yeah. college anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you you have to understand that your position is you are in this in, in this role where you are traveling the world making jillions of dollars and you're and you're and you're a public figure you mm -hmm. can't be out here dating a high schooler i agree and, with that no I, I i agree with you should not be dating a minor like fat like but like I, I i don't know if you're talking about that from a more like a moral perspective or you're like for your own sake for the sake of like your like securing your livelihood for the sake of keeping your job like if if that's your point, I like you know I I couldn't agree more with you. Like, like you like the world is your oyster. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be going after these young. Like there are millions of women that would be happy to go out with an NBA player. I'm more saying like you know it's not like and again you know these details haven't come out yet, but I doubt he's like rolling up to high schools and like trying to find girls at high school, right? But. You just said, a, you told the story at the beginning today where you're like at a club at like 25 and you're like, you know, the DJ was like, hey, put your hand up. You just graduated high school. Right. And like a whole bunch of like half the people put their hand up and you you didn't even know any better. Right. Like, 
So I, I like, and what you mean? And then once I found out, I said, "Oh no!" I said, "I said I knew better." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, but I mean, but I guess what I'm saying is like there are. So I think a lot of people wouldn't have like Josh Giddy didn't know she was in high school. Which is like what? Yeah, no. I mean, look, I agree on principle. Shouldn't be dating any minors, right? But I do think like there is like a 20 year old being with a 17 year old is very, very different from a 35-year-old being with a 15-year-old. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, look, obviously it's very different than that. Right, but I mean, would you, okay, so would you have an issue with like a 20-year-old year old being with an 18-year-old? You know, a instead of like 20... With an 18-year-old? Yeah, instead of 20 and 17, it was 21 and 18. No, I wouldn't have, a, like, no, that, that wouldn't be that weird, but I do, but I have, what I have an issue with is an NBA player. You, I don't care how old you, 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 you're not, you're not even 19 anymore. But you, you've been an NBA player. You've been an NBA player for what two? This is your third year, maybe after a year of pro basketball in Australia, and you decide that you want to that the person you're going to date is in high school. I have an issue with that. Like you just have to know better than that. It's not a good I, look. You're not in the I same agree. space, and and there's yeah. no way whatever power dynamic you have when you're. a multi-millionaire NBA player like I'm sure she was a, a beautiful young lady you know I'm sure Josh Giddy was dating a, a lovely young lady and she was uh very nice like man you can't be doing that when you an NBA player I'm sorry for sure I mean I, I no look I I actually I agree 100 percent like there's there's no need to like put yourself in that gray area because like I guess my point is like the morality of the situation, when it's like a twenty-year-old and with a seventeen-year-old, for example, I think the more the more again, I agree. There's no need to put yourself in that situation. I think because it's a morally gray area to be in. It's an ambiguous area area to be in about whether or not that should be morally acceptable, right? And I'm not even talking about legal versus illegal because legality, you know, in some states, it's like age of consent is 18. In some states, it's 16. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking about legality of it. I'm, I am I guess I was more talking about the morality of it. But on principle about like, you know, having the ability to maintain your livelihood, there's no reason why an NBA player needs to do that, right? Because it's not like there's an absence of women that they can find. So I don't I don't disagree with you there. I guess I was more just like I think this is this this isn't necessarily a black and white issue. This this particular like this is not like an R. Kelly issue, right? This is I'm like, not a, interested. like I'm not talking about in general. Should 21 year olds be dating 18 year olds, whatever, you know? I no, like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm talking about this situation. Specifically, Josh Giddy right? should not have done this. Josh Giddy should not have done this. He is an NBA player. <laughs> You've been in the NBA was second year, whatever, out of year of pro basketball. You should not be dating high school girls unless you were dating for a long time before. You should not be dating high school girls. You should you should you should tell that to Leo DiCaprio, right? That's basically uh, he's not going after high school girls, but you know, like uh, this man is successful as hell, and everybody knows he goes after these young girls and then drops them at 25, and it's just like Damn, Leo, like it's a like, little weird. Like it's a little weird. I, I oh, for I sure. I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. right? Like now I've been on the other side of it a couple times, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, I was a consenting adult, so you know, I it was pretty cool. I enjoyed being a consenting adult on the younger end. So like, hey, I'll, I'll let these women 
uh, you know, the young women who 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 might want an older man. I said, look, if I like being a consent, if I can be a consenting adult, you can be a consenting adult. Uh, but there are certain situations where it doesn't feel right. Like I was when I was in Japan the last time, I was the assistant coach. These 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 girls started coming up to me. Some of the cheerleaders, of the teams, they're like twenty one. They start saying like, you know, they 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 all trying to talk to me, right? They're like, oh, you have such a wild look about you. You know, oh, why is there wild feeling? They never seen anyone look like me before, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the oh my like, god. Oh, oh. <laughs> they said, oh, how was your race? I said, oh, I said, oh, I'm the coach of the I said, oh my god, he's the coach. You know, what I'm saying? I said, hey, listen. If it if it if it if it had been five years ago and I was an athlete on that trip, it would have been one thing. I know people that's my age that would mess around with a twenty one year old for a night. You talk whatever, like that's not really my bag. But like you know, there's people who would do that. Uh, when I'm there as the coach, because I'm I understand, I I don't talk to them like that. Right. But I get. So I mean, it's the that... same. It's the same thing. When you when you have you have to understand your position, and yeah, you, ha you have to understand the position through which you're moving through the world. Yeah. And if Josh Giddy understood the position he was moving through the world as an NBA player, he would not be dating high school girls. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think. Yeah. No. I. I mean, look. I. I. I don't. I don't think that's a, a great analogy. I think that's more similar to your Hillel thing, because like you know, I think again, this whole thing about like. I agree. He shouldn't be doing that because there's no need for him to be doing that. Like, if you know, you want to date a younger woman, just make sure that they're, you know, like, don't put yourself in the situation where you could get in trouble, right? Just date someone that's 18 or over, right? I do think in that situation, you know, you're coming on that trip as a coach, even if this, you know, cheerleader was like only a year younger than you or something like that, but like was a student on the team, but you're there as the coach. I don't I like I think even if you were like basically the same age, I think it would be inappropriate to be in a relationship because but for like for for a different like I think it's for a very different reason. And it has to do with like you are there like as a supervisor, as someone in a position of power. And I don't think that's like for me, that's not the reason why what Josh Giddy shouldn't have done what he did. You know, Josh Giddy shouldn't have done what he did because, like you said, he's he's like you know, he might face repercussions for this because he's a public figure, right? A coach shouldn't be in a relationship with like students on a trip because like you're in charge of supervising these students. So even if these I'm not, kids I, are Abraham, your- I, I said about five times, I'm not saying that there's the same power dynamic or like professionalism. I'm saying you have to have awareness for who, how you're moving through the world and how the people you date, things like that will be perceived. When you are an MBA player, because because technically me and the other girls from the other schools, it, it wouldn't be a thing, right? I'm I'm the coach of some other team who's in the country for a second, right? It's not actually at Hillel even in my role that there's actually a thing where you can disclose relationships with students. It's not prohibited. It's not because it's so many young people who take the roles like like in that that age is specifically around young people taking the roles and being very close to like friendly with the students, right? Yeah. It's not about what the it's it's specifically. You have to understand the role you move through the world in, and you and if you understand that, and you're an NBA player who's who's not a minor, you will not be dating underage girls who are in high school. That's it. Yeah, I I again I understand exactly what you're saying. I just and again I think we, maybe we just we 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 could move on from this. I think the yeah the, some of the situations you brought up are a little different from this situation. 
But I, I, I understand with the principle. I understand the principle of what you're saying, and I do agree with the principle of what you're saying. I just don't necessarily think these are perfect analogies. But regardless, we can we can move on from this because I feel like we we. You know, for Josh Giddy's sake, we can move on with this. He does he doesn't need <laughs> more people talking about this. <laughs> he doesn't. Um yeah. But speaking about relationships, uh and you know, I was actually just telling uh I was telling Jordan that uh, I had a, a friend uh who recently uh who's rec- who recently just went through a divorce. Um and uh she went through a divorce because she basically found out that her husband had been cheating on her and apparently had been cheating on her for a, like a couple they they've been married they had been married for about 3 years um and uh relationship started a couple of years before that he'd been cheating on her for a couple of years with a couple of different women apparently um and she found out while they were on vacation together she immediately flew back to the country she called me up she was just like I need you to help me move out. I have a friend who helped me get another uh, like apartment somewhere else in the city. And like, you know, we moved her out. Uh, and it's been a lot. And one thing that it made me realize is that as a child, you kind of like see the world through these like, I guess, rose colored lenses. Like the problems of childhood feel so, I guess, like they just like, they don't feel like, real problems compared to like some of the some of the shit that comes up now like when i'm a little bit older you know what i mean um and yeah it was it was just a it was a it was a tough spot for her to be in because uh she she well so i mean one she she obviously like loved this man right and it was it's it's tough to 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 be able to just make that decision to to end that kind of relationship, right? And to to accept that 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 has happened to you. Um, but she also faced a couple of repercussions because she was an international student, so she wasn't an American citizen. And then once she got married, she was able to get her green card. But the thing is, because you know they got divorced, you know, within a couple of years of her marriage, you know, she had to like go to court now and like basically defend the fact that she didn't get married, like. She got married in good faith and that, you know, there's a reason why they're getting a divorce and that she didn't get married just, you know, to get a green card. And it's just been a big headache for her. So I don't know. It's 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 been tough for her. And it's also been I don't want to say it's been tough for me because, like, you know, <laughs> this is this is not like I'm not the victim here. Right. But like this guy that she had been with was also like a friend of mine. And so, like, when she told me the story about what happened, at first she was like, can you help me move out? And I was just like, yeah, sure. And, like, you know, she came, she picked me up. I was just like, I didn't realize, you know, you and DJ were moving. You know, you guys just bought a house. You know, like, why Why would they be moving, right? And then she told me what happened. And, like, I, I did not want to believe it. Because um, I thought, I, I genuinely felt like I knew this man. Right. And that 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 was not something that he was capable of. So then for me, it also came to the like came down to being like I had to like adjust, you know. My perception of who this guy is and like he's also not out of my life 
because I'm just like, now you've done this to my friend. You know what I mean? You've hurt her like really deeply and created a lot of problems for her. Um, but I just, I just remember when this was all happening, I was just like, man, how do I move forward with my relationship with this guy? Um, and at this point, we don't really have a relationship anymore going forward. But yeah, hasn't been great. Dang, man. You made that all sad, man. I thought we got <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you expect to come from a divorce story? <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought I thought we were gonna have something more. I thought like that. I was like, oh, let's talk about cheating. Like, you know, do you leave automatically? Like whatever, you know. Well, what how would you how would you respond to it? How would you how would you respond to uh and yeah, I mean well, you're, I would respond by any... being in a non-monogamous relationship in the first place, but that's that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But you know, no, I, to I... Me, like I just find it so interesting how many people, um, and I guess I probably would have been like this when I was younger, uh, leave relationships just because of cheating. You know, like serious relationships that are certain, however long. You know, mm -hmm. um, like it's something that happens. Uh, like, and I think that's one thing I've definitely become, like, somewhat more, I don't know if, like, cynical is the right word, but it's, like, you know, I I got some friends who I know who have, like, never could have imagined themselves, and then, I, and then it's, like, dang, like, like you, you find, you got yourself caught up, bang, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I got some friends who it's, like, um, I mean, I got some friends who just do it, right? <laughs> you know, it's, like, you know, you know, you know what the, you know what the fucked up thing is? I know, I know guys where I'm just, like, if I heard that about, I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, I know this, but like, like I, this, this man is an adulterer. You know, like, right, right, right. like, it doesn't take you by surprise, right? But I was like, dang, I did not, I didn't see it coming with this one, you know? No, yeah. Well, to me, to me, it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you know who Esther Perel is, right? She's a therapist. She has a great podcast called Where Should We Begin? Uh, I know, like, uh. A number of my friends listened to it. Shout out, Rebecca, if you actually made it this far. Can't believe that you would have. But it's a, uh, it's basically a lot of live therapy, a couple sessions. Uh, and then she also does a couple like people where people just like call in and ask for advice. She's like a really well-renowned therapist. And one of the things that you learn from listening to her talk with these people and listening to different talks that she gives is people cheat for a number of different reasons, right? People don't just cheat because they're unhappy. They don't just cheat because they want to hide. They don't cheat because they want to hurt their partner. Some people cheat because they were felt like they missed something earlier in life and they want a chance to feel that way. Uh, some people cheat because of, of being sad about something completely has nothing to do with their relationship, but feeling the need to do that. I have a friend who, you know, recently uh, cheated on his girlfriend. And it's like, this dude is just kind of sad and was in a 10 year relationship and is a bit of a people pleaser and doesn't know how to say no uh, to the woman who comes up to him. Cause he doesn't want to make her feel bad. And he ends up, you know, and so it's the sort of thing where like, it's not saying that you're not supposed to have more discretion in any of these circumstances. It's not necessarily excusing it, but it's all, it's saying that for all the people who end up ending relationships because of some kind of infidelity, there are some where probably whatever the, the, the cause or the root of it or the hurt that's created uh, will never be fixed. But there's also some where I'm like, dang, like you just broke up because of some cheating. Like, like we, we we don't want to talk about this like we don't want like to me it feels like something that 
why did the person cheat? Like, what is happening? And, and is there anything we can do to sort of like rectify this, especially with all the, you know, hubaloo that goes around, yeah. goes around with like marriages and weddings and all those kinds of things. Yeah. I think there's, there's, if you really, that, if you were really that committed to that in the first place, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that person yeah. shouldn't have cheated. I'm going to say the person yeah. should have cheated, but the, 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 there should be a conversation. There should be some curiosity. There should be some like, why did the, this happen and how can we work through this? The thing for me is that, because I can tell you if it happened to me, I don't think I could continue in that relationship personally, but it's not because I like, I wouldn't ever be able, I, like, be able to forgive the person or like, it would more be like a matter of trust. You know what I mean? Like, as I like... You know, I, it's a kind of like a cliche, but it's 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 true that like you know this is a, like your relationship with your partner is built on trust, right? Like if you know if like I happen to be you know if if I happen to get cheated on, right? It's always gonna be on the back of my even years out. You know what I mean? She's out, you know, and I don't really know where she is. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, I'm gonna be like, what am I? What like I can't? I'm not. I'm not gonna like patronize this person and be like always keep your location on. I need to know where you are exactly all of the time. But like at the same time, you know, when, when, when you go away uh, and like, you know, and we're, we're not together, you know what I mean? Like I, I will always know in the back of my mind that like, this is something that you were capable, like that did happen in the past. Right. And like, if I can't trust my part, like my partner, then I just don't know how I can have a healthy relationship with them going forward, right? And I think the relationship, and if there's no trust there, or if there's less trust there, I think the relationship is going to end up deteriorating for other reasons, which is why I don't think I'd be able to maintain that kind of relationship. But the point that I'm making is that addressing the cause of the cheating is more important than just saying this person cheated, I can never trust them again. Having some trying to say, hey, can I reach some kind of understanding about what drove this person to this to this thing? Like, what was it this person needed? What was it this person wanted that drove them to this point? To me, trying to trying to explore and understand that is what you could work through to hopefully be able to find a place where you're able to trust that person again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's never happened to me. So, you know, I can't speak from experience. But it just, I feel like that's something that's easier to do in principle than it is to do in practice. Like it is, it is. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I hear all these people, I, I go to all these weddings, people talk about forever and ever, and I'm supposed to go to all these darn weddings and spend all this money on flight tickets. <laughs> you guys... I feel like we're, we're digging up another issue. <laughs> 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 you told me this is forever. I'll, Give me my three hundred dollars. Continue with that thought. Don't worry. I'm gonna continue with that thought. Don't worry. <laughs> I gotta spend all this darn money on this flight ticket and dressing up and coming to this whole darn wedding. And you, you tell me, that, and you tell me that, that that you can't work through that at all. That this that, that this has got to end. That you, this just happened, and that means we can't work it out. And I can never trust you. Oh no. Oh no 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 no! You spent I spent that money to come to your wedding. You better start working that out. <laughs> how much your parents pay for that? How how much your parents pay for that wedding? You got a nice ballroom and everything. I want to hear. I want to hear you made those vows in front of everyone. 
I swear to God, I want to hear that you're going to work it out a little. You're going to try a little harder to work it out if your parents spent 30. If your parents spent 30 on this wedding, I think that means you work it out. You try. You try. It doesn't mean you can. It might be some irreconcilable differences. Uh, it might be that the hurt or the damage that was caused, that was created, is too, too, too hard uh, to work through. But you, your parents spent 30K and I got these darn flights to go oh, across the country. That's what we that's what we call a sunk cost in economics. <laughs> you ain't getting that thirty thousand back, bro. <laughs> that thirty thousand is gone. <laughs> I'm just saying that thirty thousand not for you to be fickle about this whole thing now. <laughs> that thirty thousand is not for you to be fickle about this whole thing now. Wow. <laughs> then again, then again, half my dating pool is divorcees, so maybe I like I'm kind of thankful for all these people. <laughs> I went out with one in Boston the other day. I didn't even know she was married. I hadn't talked to her since college. And okay. she was like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm divorced. I was like, part of my dating pool, go. baby. There we go. That's it. <laughs> I said, what happened? She said he cheated. In my head, Classic. I was like, dang. Like, and that was just it. But then I was also <laughs> like. Oh, that's it. He ain't kill nobody. <laughs> I'm like, dang, we like 30. You know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you oh, got you got made him divorce uh, in like a year. Like, hey. I mean Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I do, you know, I do think it it's it, I mean to your point, she's like 30. Right? I think it's different when you're younger versus when you're older too, right? Like it's probably a lot more stressful and harder to go through a divorce. You know, when you've, let's say you you find out your husband's been cheating on you 20 years into your marriage, you know, you're 50, you know, you're, you're thinking, you know, might be harder to find like a lifelong partner from here on. Like, so I, I, I can maybe understand, I think I, I would, I, I would understand your point about working things out a bit better if you've in those kinds of, you know, those really, really, really long-term relationships, especially if everything has been great in the relationship up until that point right um yeah but you know like i said like for example with my friend you know they've been married for three years she's like 26 27 you know it's not like it's not like she can't put herself back out there necessarily you know what i mean like that her 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 opportunity to find love is like like that window is like closed necessarily you know what i mean now again she's she's going through a lot you know a lot of stress right now Dealing with all this Hold divorce on, stuff. I want to be like, clear: that the opportunity to find love when you're 50 plus is also not gone, and not just because. No, 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 no. no. I, I know. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying physical that. Therapist, right? Because I made I made the joke all the time. I said, you, when you're when you're a bachelor, like late 20s, early 30s, and single, your pool very quickly, and you're and you're comfortable being single, your pool very quickly becomes 24 year olds and divorcees. So that's what I say all the time. I tell my physical therapist about it, and he was like, you know, like you say this. Because I was talking about the, the classes of divorcees, right? You have the class A, which is like the, the girl I just talked about. That's You were married for a couple of years and something happened. You weren't happy. You got divorced pretty early or young. You're like, you know, 20s, early 30s divorced. And then you got the class B divorce, which is like we dated for 10 years, didn't have kids. Uh, but, you know, things sort of changed. I, I, was at a, I was at a meeting the other day and someone was kind of like catching up and someone just like, you know, my marriage is coming to an end and i was like 
dang, this is a it is heavy for a work meeting right now. <laughs> like my grandpa, my grandpa just died, and I was like, I'm fine. That's all I said. <laughs> my grandpa died two days ago. I was in Florida at my grandpa's house for the funeral, and they said, "How are you doing?" I said, "I'm good. <laughs> I'm chilling." <laughs> And then you got the class three. That's what my PT was saying. He said, yeah, because, you know, me and Alana, uh, we got friends and they are all, all the ones who got divorced. It's like That's the one that stay together to raise the kids and then get divorced later on, like 50 or something. That's like what my parents did. And they and then, and James said, and they are all having sex with each other. <laughs> so I want you to know, you can find that love later, Abraham. You can find yeah. that love later. I got you. I got you. There's a bunch of Jordans out there for all the divorcees. <laughs> you want to tell your girlfriend you love her before we log off? Oh, she knows I love her. I love you, Julia. I'm sorry for being a bad influence on this man. I'm sorry for trying to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for 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 trying to get get some uh, bad ideas in his head, Julia. I apologize. Uh, but that's it. He's smart. That's I'm it. fast. Will your friends who read One Piece? Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, all those things, even though this isn't anywhere yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> take it easy, y'all. <laughs>